Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all, depending on where you are in the world. Welcome to Shine Your Light Podcast, hosted by myself, David and Tasha. So this podcast aims to shine a light, <laughs> we know, shameless fun, it was intended, on individuals who work within the entertainment industry. This industry is often filled with speculation on what it takes to make it, which means compromising on values, morals, or even beliefs. But Shine Your Light is here to demystify these tales by talking with the people who, I guess, have made it. That's right. We are here to showcase you how people of faith, primarily Christians, who have successfully navigated their way through this industry and kept their faith strong during the good and the bad times. So tell your parents, your uncles, your aunts, even your exes. Your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your cousins, anyone who you think is going to benefit. And don't worry, if you're a non-believer, this podcast is for you too. Because we know you're going to get some gems from all of our guests. Guys, I'm happy to say we've got my brothers, Mo and Mikey here with me on Shine Your Light Podcast. Uh, we just like to thank you guys again because I know you two are very, very busy. But just for our audience, can you give us um, a brief introduction into who you guys are and who you've worked with? Hi, <laughs> we are Sons of Sonics. Um, I'm Mikey speaking. And uh, we are a production team originating from the UK, London-based, Southeast London. And we came out to LA to you know push our career to the next level. I think we were working in the UK and we just felt like we hit a glass ceiling, working with the likes of Crepton Conan, uh, Chip, Rex32, Melanie C, Stormzy. And I think at that period, like I said, we just wanted more. So we've been fortunate enough to come out to America and do amazing things, working with Justin Bieber, uh, Jennifer Lopez, um, Trey Song, Ty Dolla Sign. And, you know, we're just enjoying this journey that we're on and, you know, just reaching for the, the stars, as they say, and just making yeah. great music, you know. So it's a little lowdown on who we are. <laughs> no, that's great, man. Um, and to just go straight into it, obviously you took the big step or the big leap to go to America. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you've had friends, family, commitments in the UK. What was, like, the big push for you to go to LA? Oh, good question. Um, I think mainly for us was just opportunities. I think... You know, we wanted to just achieve more. I just think we were uncomfortable with the level of comfort that we had in the UK in terms of what we were told, in terms of what we were told and what we could do. You know, it's like us saying, we want to work with the greats. We want to work with Ed Sheeran. And it's like, nah, you guys are the urban boys. You guys, you stick with the urban guys and you stick in that lane. And it was just like, nah. And especially for us, we had a, a mentor. We had a, uh, an example of, you know, you can achieve what you want to achieve. Who's Moses' older brother, Harmon. Yeah. And he had come to LA and the same thing. He had the same fight, you know, labels just limiting him on working on small projects. And he's like, no, I could actually develop for project, you know. And for us looking at someone that we know as family, it's like, you can't tell us that it can't be done. So we were just like, you know what? We're going to pause on everything that we have in the UK. We're going to sacrifice, you know, quality time with our friends and family to go and chase this dream. And it's paid off, you know, it's paid off and you're seeing it from, you know, our fruits. And that's what inspires us day to day to just keep going, you know, and that's on the, that's the flex we're on now. And we're achieving things that we even didn't even think of before. You know, we recently just signed our own JV, publishing JV, which yeah, is so amazing. No, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Man. And I, I think, I think for us, it's just being able to put others on the platform, giving other people opportunities. And that's how you, you are successful in this life. So we're grateful. Very, very grateful. Um, America, yeah, definitely uh, breeds a lot of opportunity. I think one of the, just to back up what Mikey said, one of the issues that we faced um, in London was just the notion that we could only be or do one thing. 
you know, uh, labels, um, A&Rs, everybody was just basically against us trying to work with any of their, should I say, white artists. Um, um, they were very against it. And a lot of black A&Rs were stopping that from happening. So we were just, it just didn't make sense to us. Um, you know, we were, what, how old were we? 2021, 20, 22, maybe. Yeah, we were just like, nah, forget this. Like, there's just no point. Like, you know, we we want to go to a place where we're appreciated. You know what I mean? You're not having to, you know, um, basically indirectly beg people to let us get in sessions. It's like, why do we have to do that? You know, so, um, and like Mikey said, my brother was here. So the gateway was open for us to come here and, and, and do what we do, I guess. I mean, and that doesn't mean that we wasn't in London and we didn't do a lot of great things with a lot of great artists, but um, it's just always more, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and 100%. Yeah. And, you know, but where did you feel that you guys have got that drive? Because it's not an easy thing. A lot of people like to be comfortable, but like I said, I've known you guys for a lot. And even from when you lot were in London, you've always had that drive to be like the best, the work of the best. Where do you think that's come from? Do you think that's come from family or your brother and seeing the success he's had? Or where do you guys think that, that drive that you've had has come from? I think it's hard to kind of pinpoint it to just uh, one thing, you know what I'm saying? But if I can really say, if I can really sum everything up, I think it's it's really just from a place of being told no. Yeah. And no, no can come from external, it can come from anywhere. School, yeah. parents, religious leaders, A&Rs, all of that. It, you just get to a point where it's just like, I've had enough of this, like, Surely not everyone can say no. Like I can't yeah. be that bad. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? And it yeah. it creates a uh uh proving people wrong factor, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's a driving force to prove all those people that said no, that someone else took a chance, and the yes that they said to us has yielded this. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? I use Justin Bieber for example, like, you know, um we were working yeah. on problem for four years. Four years, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I could tell you that if I was in London, or if we were in London, and we had said to an A&R, you know, Justin Bieber, they would have told us, nah, it's too far. Yeah. Stick with the black guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's no, that literally worked. That's what happened. Urban acts. And it was, and you know, seeing our names on the credits and seeing us kind of like around Pooh Bears and these people, it's just like, wow. So, you know what, you know what people say, you know, one man's is another woman another man's treasure it's just yeah. like that concept is kind of the same like someone else that didn't think we weren't good enough one person i didn't think we were good enough another person thought we were the real deal so yeah it's about you know that that was the real factor that was really the factor and you know um trying to make people realize and proving to people which eventually became about proving things to ourselves you know yeah, I mean? exactly, yeah. it was not about proving to anyone it was just proving that we could actually um, be who God has called us to be. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. So, And in terms of your purpose and going to like um, your belief system itself, so do you feel that you're aligned with your purpose and do you think music is part of your purpose in the overall picture? Do you think that's what God wanted you to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, always, I always say there's a difference between purpose and passion. Yeah. You know, I'm say like, um, I'm passionate about music. I, I know, boy. <laughs> I, wake up every day, um, I wouldn't miss a day without 
hearing music or hearing something that makes me think, feel about music. Yeah. But it is a purpose. That's okay, not my yeah. purpose. You know, um, music is just a catalyst to me achieving what my purpose is. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, music was never the fundamental, you know, the thing that was going to, you know, be what God has done. Nah, these are just gifts, tools he's given me to to get on a journey that becomes my purpose. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we say, you know, purpose is a, it's a journey. It's not a yeah. destiny. You don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's just, it's just about that process, that journey. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And just yeah, 100%. What you're here to do. Go ahead. With that in mind, so you guys, you know, you get the saying that obedience is better than sacrifice, whereas you guys literally flipped that on its head and sacrificed in order to get to a place where you are now. Because you, as you said, you left London, your family, your friends, and possibly all that you knew here to come out into LA and just like push through and be the best version of yourselves that you could be. For me, it's like, how did you get to, like, what was the conviction for you to do that? Like, how did you get to that point where you're just like, do you know what? No, I might have five pounds in my pocket, but I'm going. I might have two pounds, but I'm still going. I got a ticket and that's it. Ticket and a dream. How, how did you get to that point in life? I think it kind of lines up with what uh, <laughs> I you were coming with the Dr. Ma. Hundred percent. Who me? Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what you just feel like. Yep, yeah, this is the perfect moment to uh, explain. <laughs> I don't even have a Dr. Ma. I think it just kind of rolls off of what I you read Miles Monroe as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm. No, no, we are. We literally we are Dr. Ma's, um kids, man. Like he came to our church and stuff, so we were fortunate enough to know him. But oh. I think it for me it, it was it was fortunate. It's kind of rolls off what Mo said. Like you see, when you get told no so many times and. It's just like, okay, I need to basically silence that. And I think for us, we were given a vision. You know, like what people don't what people don't understand is this whole thing of Sons of Sonics is not something that was just, oh, let's just give it a try, give yeah, it a go. Yeah. No, we genuinely saw ourselves doing this. So if you see the final product, you see the destination, nobody can tell you no. You just have to fight and go through it. And that's what we did. Like people don't understand the stories of basically, you know, using all of our money just to get to LA and not knowing what we're going to eat, where we're going to sleep, like what we're going to do, just because in our head, it was just like, this is what we have to do. We've already seen the destination, but we just didn't know how the journey was going to be. So it was just like every single day, commit to this to work. We're going to commit to our gift figure out how we're going to get better, figure out how we're going to grow and, you know, understand this industry and this music to fulfill that vision, you know, and and, and that's what's kept us going. It's, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't. There's been times where, you know, you wake up and you're like, I'm not doing this. I can't be bothered. No, um, uh, you've, yeah, I'll let you know how you know, I feel tomorrow and vice versa. But because of this vision that we've had, that's God-given. It's not something that's, you know, miraculously just happened. It's God-given. So we have to commit. And that's why we were just like, we are going. Mm. You want to tell us no? We are still going. <laughs> you know, Your mom would be like, Mikey, no. Yeah. Like, Listen, I remember, I told my mom, yeah, me and Mo are moving. She was just like, how, who, what, when, how, where, how, you know. <laughs> <laughs> where are you going? Where are you going? Because, you know, they didn't get the vision. Like my, Our parents weren't showing this vision. We were. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we have to commit to it. That's our duty. And that's like what he said, our purpose. And like he said, our purpose is not necessarily being able to make great songs, no, like that's not that's not what it is. It's 
our vision. That's what, what, what are we doing with our gifts that's going to give back and create value to the world? And because we've seen it clearly in our heads and when we have conversations, like he will say something and I'd be like, yo, I was thinking the exact same thing. Vice versa. We know it's, we know it's, it's factual. We know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. I love so that. that word you said was a big one, Mikey. The vision. That vision, man. Is it, you know, vision tool God uses to help guide you to your purpose. You yep. gotta see it before you understand what it is. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. You know what I mean? If you don't see something, it's not gonna make you want to get up in the morning. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. and 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 to add to what you said as well, the vision has also helped us with our choices because we know where we're going. It helps us every day. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're not going to be lazy on here. We're not going to procrastinate. We're going to be productive. And then from those principled movements, sorry, we're seeing results. We're now seeing that, ah, oh, this is why you brought us together. This is why it had to go this way because it was a part of this vision. So, yeah, absolutely. That makes so much sense. I feel like as even with having seen the vision, sometimes it, it doesn't really materialize until certain components start to come together and even yeah. then it's like you've had you've been given a certain vision for a season in your life yeah. and then that vision then changes again into another yeah. season and it manifests into this whole bigger thing so it's like yeah. that journey is ever evolving and continuing so 100 great to see that you guys at least you guys have someone you're doing life with someone that actually believes in what you believe in and you have like helping each other get through those oh, things yeah. and struggles, no, I guess. Two heads are better than one, and that doesn't just mean in just music creating, you know. It doesn't just mean in production. It means in life, like, yeah. like even down to, like, car selection. I remember, like, when we went to go get our cars, I remember it was like, oh, I want to get an Audi. I was like, dog, listen, I'm not even to the BMW life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what iron sharpens iron means. It's yeah. in all aspects of life. There's mo- there's times where Mo would advise me and things, and I'm like, I never thought of it like that, you know? Like, yeah. And it helps, you know? And I feel like that's what we're here for. It's not just two on two. It's everyone. Like, you should, you know, encourage other people. So it's definitely a blessing, man. I love you, man. It's so great to um, hear They're how you guys, guys help each crying. other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> help each other and stuff like that. But yeah. you guys have been together for a long, long time. Yeah. And obviously there's like, when there's partnership, there's a lot of things that happen, ups, downs, egos and stuff like that. Yeah. I would love to know like your secret in terms of keeping your relationship like fresh and, because like I said, it seems like you guys have got stronger yeah. in, in the time you've been together and you lot complement each other and it's like you two are always together and Is I just want to know like what's the secret to your... Yeah. But I think it's even more than brotherhood, man. It's like... Yeah, I can't even explain it. It's like you two's connection is like different from like loads of different relationships that I've seen. When I think about it now, one of the things that comes to my mind is uh, mastery of self. Oh, I literally was about to say that. <laughs> That's why you two are the... Exactly. No, no, yeah. I, when, he, no, I, when David was talking, I literally was thinking that for me, like, understanding our individual beings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, understanding that I am Mikey and he's Mo. Yeah. And Mo's not trying to be Mikey and Mikey's not trying yeah. to be Mo. Absolutely. Do you understand? And that's why I feel like people, when they see that, they're like, oh, you guys literally work together because you are basically the term two peas in the pod, but those peas are not the same. Exactly. Do you understand what I'm saying? And we've mastered that over the years and especially this last seven months, like this, well, last year and a bit, um, we've truly got into the space of 
understanding and growing in our own solitude to understand that we need to do that in order for this to work. Yeah. yeah. And then when we come together, it's just, there's no ego because it's just like, well, I know you're not doing it from a bad place. I know you're not doing it from an egotistical place. So why would I do that? Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's just helps like our conversation. There's times where we won't even speak, we won't see each other, but we know what's going on. We're in the same house, we won't <laughs> see each other, but we know we know that he's cool, he knows so that right, Your spiritual man is upstairs and you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your natural human being self is just yeah. like, <laughs> it's weird. He's locked away in my room, he's locked away in his right. room. Three days. Three three days we won't see each other. And then when you see Monday, it's just like, oh, having a conversation, it's just like you know, that's helped us. And then when it comes to like making music, it's the same approach. I'm not trying to do what Mo's trying to do, he's not trying to do what I'm trying to do. We both know what we're bringing to the table. Yeah. You know, so, so it fits like a glove almost. Like. Fits like a glove. It's like a football team. It's like yep. a football team. It's like a basketball team. You know, you're the, the striker isn't trying to be a defender. The but wait, anyway, is it not a captain that's fighting? <laughs> Corona, they're trying. No, bro, is it Maguire? He's fighting three officials. Oh, Maguire, exactly, they're trying. <laughs> I bet, let's talk about, about God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, no one's uh, no one's trying to play anyone else's position. You know, if you've noticed, like, a lot of uh, failed uh, partnerships or anything like that tend to happen because one person is trying to be better than the other person or one person wants to play both positions. Mm. It's not work. Some people are skilled at some things and other people are skilled at everything. And as long as you understand what the end goal is, you're just going to play your position because at the end, you're going to have a medal around your neck, aren't you? Mm. It It don't matter whether the striker scored or not. If the defender scored and won the cup for everybody, I don't care. Yeah. I'm still getting my money. The defender's job. Yeah, the defender's job isn't to score a goal naturally in the game, yeah. but if he scores <laughs> and we win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah cool. Is it not when it's last minute the goalkeeper runs and can head to the goal? And yeah, this yeah, yeah, man. The There's position playing, like play your position. You know what I mean? Like because the end goal is this. This is where we're trying to get to. So how we get there to me doesn't really matter as long as we get there. I would love to hear from both of you's point of view how your journey of being a Christian has been. Has it always been very strong from a very young age? Um, or do you think it's, there's been a journey in terms of going up and down for you both? Where do I start, man? <laughs> <laughs> from the top. From the top. <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me just say, and I'm sure that half of the things I'm going to say, Mikey's probably going to agree or say the same thing. But let me just say that maybe in the last two years, I realised that a lot of things that I felt like I knew was a big life. religion included um, tradition, culture, all of that stuff included and it, it's been the biggest shock for me personally because you know um, you've always viewed God a certain way, you've always looked yeah. at God a certain way, you've always been told that he's this specific type of person and he's uh, this way and you know if you do this it mm. means this, you know what I'm saying but I think the last two years of my life have probably been the best times that I've experienced him and understood him. You know, I understand why the word says, seek your own salvation. I get it. I never yeah, understood yeah. it before, but I very much understand it because it really is a one-to-one thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, 
But this walk, man, it's like I said, you go into the world as a Christian or as a, you know, uh, as, as someone who has basically followed your parents, God, taken yeah. everything that they told you, <laughs> and that's what you know. So when you go into business, when you go into meetings, people, whatever it is, this is the notion you have in your head. This is the narrative that you have, you know, that it's this way. And you've been brainwashed so much that you actually speak like you believe it. You don't believe it yourself, <laughs> but you, you're talking, talking yeah. like you. For me, it's beautiful to know that God is someone who his arms are always open. Yeah. That's why I like the story of the prodigal son, because, you know, even in his nonsense, even in everything <laughs> he did, he came back. Now, here's what's crazy. He came back thinking he was going to be one servant. Yeah. But dad was like, no, come. He's back. And that was understanding that was probably one of the most defining times because it, it made me change my perspective on how God views us and how we should view him and the world. You know what I'm trying to say? Like the notion that we are prone to make mistakes, the notion that when we were born, he knew that we were born here with sin all over us. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to but the beautiful thing is we're able to constantly turn and come back to him. People don't understand how pivotal having that grace is. Like that is very, very, very important. Yeah. Like, I understand not to get mad spiritual, but I understand why when the Bible says things like, if my people who are called by my name should humble themselves, seek my face and turn me and Mikey talk about this all the time. Yeah. You see that word turn. You see that turning part. People don't understand how powerful that is. That is very, very, very powerful because that means that you on your own accord, nobody forced you, no one told you, you decided to willingly turn from something that isn't pleasing to God. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And this, amongst so many other things, was like blowing my mind because to me, you sin hell. You <laughs> but that's all we knew. Like in, in church, fire, you know, fire. You're, done. you're done. You're done. You're not you get what I'm trying to say, and it's a very religious, very cultural, uh, uh, um, traditional way of how we view God and how we view our relationship with Him. And breaking out of that, man, I'm still breaking out of it now. It's 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 a constant battle. It's a it's a daily thing because every time you're approached with a situation, you walk into the world, you automatically go to this place where uh, your mind downloads the the things that you've been taught, and you go to answer. And you're like, uh, I can't do that. You know, what I'm trying to say it's just like you want to prejudge, but you're like, uh, I can't do that. You know, what I'm trying to say Jesus was always open minded, always open minded. God is an open minded person. You know, what I'm trying to say. So if I'm trying to be like him. I can't always prejudge before I've even read this. How, how, how can I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if no one's perfect. You know what I mean? So that, man, that that was that was the real defining thing. And like the last two years, going to Nigeria and all of that stuff was just like, huh, okay. I see why you say my people perish for lack of knowledge. I get it. <laughs> right. I, you know what I mean? So um, I'm sure Mikey 
I was wondering where you were going to go with that when you were saying you went to Nigeria and you wanted. I was like, wait, where's it? <laughs> no, Nigeria is crazy, man. I second with what Mo said. You know, same thing. We grew up in a traditional way of thinking. Um, looking back now, I just realized that everything, the mindset of how I was taught, what God is, what, you know, being a Christian is, was just the wrong mindset. And I had to learn that now this year that I have to seek God's face for myself. You know, I had to truly understand why I'm here. I had to truly understand why I've been given this, these gifts. And the reason why he mentioned Nigeria is because we went to Nigeria for the first time together um, after 28 years because of fear. It was mainly because of wow. the fear of our parents of, you know, don't go to Nigeria. Nigeria is dangerous. They will kidnap you. There's witchcraft. There's this, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, oh, okay. But it was our gift, the same gift that our parents used to shut us down doing and pressing forward that took us to Nigeria for us to then realize our vision. So it was just like, wait, hold on. Everything we were taught was, wasn't the truth. So we then internally looked on our faith. Everything we had known and learned in church wasn't, what it actually was it wasn't actually what you know god was you know what god wanted for us and that for me personally i've <laughs> my relationship with god has changed drastically to the point where i recently just got baptized and that wasn't someone putting a gun to my head thank you thank you thank you um it wasn't someone putting a gun to my face it was just me asking god yo i want to be what you want me to be not what i want to be two yeah. different things and I think we, we, we learned that over time that, you know, like God created us for a reason. So you, if, like you said, when you change from the ways of the old and seek the ways of the new, you now start experiencing new blessings, new revelations, your mindset changes. You now start believing in your power and believing in God's power in you. So I, I think I am in the best position of my life I've ever been, ever, ever. And I'm grateful. And I think for me now, it's not a thing of, Hey guys, you need to be like what I'm doing. No, I'm just <laughs> going to show you when you yeah, see the yeah. when you see God's glory in my life and what we're doing and you know how I speak. You're going to ask me, "Yo, where are you getting this from?" God, yeah. shine in your life, <laughs> shine that light, shine the light. You know, and that's one thing I'm learning. I'm learning that in order for me to to make people, you know, uh, men of character, I have to be a man of character. I have to be the change I want people to be. So that's what you know. That's what I'm learning, man. Mouth on road, man. You know, shout out to him. <laughs> you know, and like even Rest even less like yeah. even Doctor Miles, like he's been so drastic in how we we change our narration on what this faith is. You know, because he explains things in a manner that is actually practical. I remember he used to come to a church and be like, "I don't worry about demons. We're just praying about." demons and binding and loosing he said oh, something man. he said something one time he's like even the demons are confused are confused what, you want me binded you want me yeah, to like no. which one you know what I'm saying he's like I have I'm, I'm more focused on the principles of the kingdom that's yeah. what we have to do and ever since me and Mo had changed our mindset to that like we'd be sharing each other's sermons and I'd be like yo that makes so much sense we now put that in our day-to-day lives and then we're seeing the results yeah. we're seeing that in our music we're seeing that in our business we're seeing that in our wealth so um, no, it's it's an amazing time, man, especially right now for our faith, and we need it more than ever. With everything that's going on in the world, well, who do you need? <laughs> you don't need your friends that you were chilling with. You need God more, man. You know, you do um, need it more. So, no, it was good, Mo, especially when you brought up the teachings of our parents or the perspectives of our parents when it comes to Christianity or faith itself. And I agree that a lot of us, me included, our parents basically 
gave us what they knew of Christianity or faith and stuff like that. So, but as you go older, as you experience life, that perspective changes. But then there's also that conflict. So your parents are going to have one way. You're going to have another way as well. Have you had any experiences where, both of you, where your perspective and your parents' perspective has conflicted with each other? <laughs> experience, experience or experiences? Plural. What? Plural, Plural bro. That ne- that's never going to stop. That's not going to stop. Yeah. I'll tell you why it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And As long as it's WhatsApp, it will never stop. <laughs> I swear they've got yeah. shares in it or something. It's never going to stop. And, you know, this is with all due respect to my parents and love to them. But you have to understand, one, my parents are, my dad's 70, my mom's in her 60s. Do you know how hard it is to change a 60-year-old person's mind, bro? It's just, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's possible. possible. It's, 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 it's tough, you know what I mean? Because they're so stuck in their ways. And this is why God wants us, for me personally, to constantly keep my mind open. Mm. That's the best way. That's how you grow, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, like I, I always say to people that, like, God is a bonus. You see some of the principles and laws he set? That's just the law. Just the same way when you pull up to a traffic light, you know that when it's red, you have to stop. Yeah, It's just principles that he set in stone for us to follow. You know, we over-spiritualize certain things. And it's just like, no, it's just A and B. That's, do you get what I'm trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much that. And my parents are, God bless them, they're, they're, they've grown up with what they, they've been taught. Their parents yeah. have taught them. You know what I'm trying to say? And as much as in some way it isn't their fault, they are to blame because you're in a time or they work, they moved to London in a time where like there were people that we, they were around that understood things a little different, you know, yeah. book things a little different. But like I said, because they were so set in their ways, it was very hard for them to look at a different perspective. Um, and that's why that clash is always going to happen. Mm. Um, I'm a firm believer that um, perspective is everything. You know, um, I don't know what anyone in this chat is thinking. You know, we could, I could say to you right now, David, shut up, man. (laughs) My perspective is I'm joking. Your perspective is, bro, how are you talking to me? Do you understand what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say? The idea isn't for me to be like, but that's not how I meant. Your response is going to be like, did I know? Yeah. So there has to always be that platform, that uh, the platform where you're open to be like, all right, I don't agree but I understand. And yeah. that's what parents don't have. It's just like, I don't agree and I don't understand. I don't want to even understand. I don't yeah. even want to hear what you have to say. The Bible says this and that's it. And it's just like, okay, I get what you're saying, but... <laughs> I hear you. I said, eh, what? <laughs> even getting to a place where I had to understand that, like, yes, the Bible is God's mind, but it was written by a man. Mm-hmm. It was written by somebody. There's a lot of pages in the Bible that ain't even there, the original one anyway. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So we have to be very, we have to be quite liberal, you know, how we um, allow the Bible in some respects to um, make us feel like the way we are living is correct. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like sometimes we use the Bible as a justification. Well, the Bible said, yeah, but what does the next verse say? What yeah, is the People Bible? love that, you know. You know what I'm trying to say? They'll just, they'll just take up one line. They like to pick you know what I mean? by the thing, but read the whole, bro, read the, the whole, whole book. Yeah. Oh, children, uh, obey your parents. Exactly. 
Don't provoke them. Well, don't provoke them. <laughs> don't provoke yeah. them. Like the kids. Exactly. Yeah, they would never bring that part up. And if you try and, to bring that, when you look at problem. that, that's two perspectives. That's two things the Bible's telling you. That's a different. Okay, yeah, you want them to respect you, cool, but don't nag them. Yeah, that's yeah. both perspectives, and we have to, as Christians especially, always remember that in order for us to have influence, right? We have to be able to be understanding. They have. We have to be able to speak the language of the market. Yeah. It, it just, when Jesus was alive, he, he was he. Where was he going to the Pharisees? You know, he said, "Nah, you man are done here." Yeah. this house. You get what I'm trying to say? Because the idea is, in order for you to grow, you have to know that I can be better. You know what I mean? It's it's a self development thing. In order for me to be a better version of myself, to be a better version of Christ, it requires me to constantly check myself. It requires me to constantly be like, Mo, uh, how you spoke today wasn't good. Young people will find that difficult to do. To look at themselves in the mirror and be like, man, that's some messed up stuff you did. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say, bro? That, that, that thing, bro, that is the beginning of any form of self-development, growing, being... Yeah, 100%. Is, is yourself. You know what I'm trying to say? And going into the industry, being in the industry, you realize that the ideals that you've, you've grown up on, passed on from your parents, just don't work in some capacity. And it limits you because you can't have normal conversations with people because you've already prejudged them before mm. you've even had the conversation. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you know, I do this. Well, that's a sin. But why is <laughs> yeah, I can't talk to you. And the more that we walk in our faith and the more that, you know, our, our, our love for God grows, we understand the importance of um, approaching every artist, every client, every situation with an open minded, you know, I'm trying with an open mindedness. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it's easy to fall into a, very judgmental, very like, this is the way, this is how I know. Um, but that's not someone else's story. You know, I've heard the saying so many times, if you want to convert a poor man to Christ, don't go up to him and start binding demons, feed him, give him his need first. Yep. And then he might listen to me. You. you know what I mean? And just to kind of close up, I feel like with my parents, I think that that's what the problem is. is and I guess that's why for them, they don't understand certain things. So my mom's idea of, being a light is going on the street, using her tannoy and screaming at it. Going to hell. <laughs> right. Now, I will not, I will not condemn <laughs> you. know, <laughs> now I will not condemn that. However, yeah, you're scaring people, man. Like, yeah. people are nervous. Like, what? You're telling me that if I, I don't, uh, go to hell, I don't even want to chat with you. I don't even want to have conversations. And our parents, unfortunately, are so... Uh, bless them in their ways it's very hard for you to be able to go to them and say I don't know if you should be on the street telling people they're going to go to hell what do you mean what do you mean that's what the devil says now alright cool no problem I'm not even going to get into this debate with you because we're going to be here for yeah. another time. I think for me it's just um, and I'm sure Mikey will agree I think at this point like it's just uh, managing yeah you know okay. managing and I guess in some respects like not allowing the things that you know that they're saying is wrong to get you riled up or to put you in a position where your character is being shown. You know better, so do better. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's it's a constant battle, and I don't think it's something that's ever going to change or stop. 
just because they're too far gone. <laughs> you're, you're a better person than me because if my mom's saying, like, I have these conversations with my mom quite often. If I feel like she's saying something and she hasn't fully understood the manner in which it's being received, I'm going to be like, no, mom, that, that doesn't work. You have to kind of look at it from all perspectives and maybe not be as so headstrong. And then we'll go into this whole conversation and dialogue where eventually she'll see my point. But at the it takes a while. It might take a week even. It's not going to be that one conversation. Wow. But I'm, I'm so in the habit of trying to unteach my mum certain things in certain respects where it's the dynamic of our parent-child relationship gets flipped on its head. <laughs> you're lucky, right? It's just something, I don't know, I don't know something that so you're Nigerian passionate about. That, you know. <laughs> right. Wait, where are you from? I'm Zimbabwe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why is that? No, wait. You know what? When I hear it comes to your way, us we can. Listen, do you even have that conversation? Who are you talking to? Exactly. I've Where's the respect? I've been on the earth longer than you. Your, your opinion doesn't matter. You know? Am I your age mate? Am I your age mate? Am I not wiser than you? Okay, clearly you are. And for me, I can't. I'm not even going into yeah. that debate because it's just it's not worth the energy. Of- you know what I mean? So it's just like, well, the Bible says this. All right, no problem. I agree. <laughs> okay. I understand that. I can understand that. I can see it's, why you would mean that. Like, please, for me. <laughs> me. Nah, bro. I'm telling you, it's just like, it's almost like, what's the saying? Taking a, a camel to the well and then trying to force it to drink. You can't yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Can I have a conversation, but if the person... Don't get me wrong. Like, I cut my losses sometimes. But, I mean, <laughs> but nine t- okay, eight times out of ten, we're having the conversation. We're going to get through it and we're going to mm. find a way in which, because I'm trying to understand why you got to that place and why that became your conclusion. And I suppose it's, I suppose it's because I've got a legal mindset that I need to mm. understand your process of thinking. So it's definitely more so from that perspective. I, I might try it your way, though. Sounds more... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I said, all due respect to them, but brah, <laughs> brother, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. And, you know, like, I'm all for um, trying to convince and trying to, you know what I mean? But I thought to myself, I was like, God doesn't even force us to serve him. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't force us to be, bro, he doesn't even say, you must serve me. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, conversations like that with them, it's just like, but I think this, well, this is what I'm telling you. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. No problem. <laughs> because yeah. it's only going to ever go one way. And that's why I said sometimes, um, depending on age as well, like mm-hmm. some, some of them are just too far gone. Yeah, they're in their way. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just they're too old and they're too in the routine of what they what they think God is or how they see God and what you know what I mean it's very hard and I suppose it's generational from what they've learned from their parents and that's been passed down and it's all that like it's hard to undo that in such a short amount of time exactly so yeah. Yeah, but that's why it's right it's so important like you said to have that relationship with God because yeah. when I was young I was growing up if you sinned if you did this I thought oh God I'm going to hell Bam. I'm, I'm going to hell Bam. but like you said the prodigal son God forgives us. That's why Jesus Christ came. Yeah, I yeah. think if we if we feel that we do sin, we're going to tell straight away. It just it just takes out uh, the reason for Jesus even coming. So coming, exactly having that relationship with God and having that one to one relationship with God and understand who He is and what He wants for you is so important. Not just to get 
the perspective of your parents or friends or a pastor. Like I said, they're there to teach you and help you, but you should always have that one-on-one relationship. One-on-one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose it takes away some of the fear as well because you know your parents are, at some point there's a point when your parents just focus on so much the negative aspect. Negative, of, yep. Yeah. It's best within you that you just become fearful of certain things. It's like read this book about this person that went to visit hell in their dream, and you're like, ah, what about <laughs> bro, that? Bro, that whole hell, they're not visit heaven. Yeah, that's the book. And you're like, nah, it's right. <laughs> It's, it, you know, it's just like what side do you want to be on. You know, what I mean, do you want to entertain the negative or do you exactly. want to entertain the positive? You know, what I mean, Michael said earlier, he was just like Doctor Mars said, I don't care about demons. It's true. Why, why, why would I pray about something that has no effect? No, no authority over them. Why am I yeah. giving attention? No authority. Yeah, yeah. That has no. That that makes no sense. And I thought about it, and I was like, wow. Like, how comes like I never understood this? Like, yeah, they're binding demons that are probably not even troubling me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're probably it's not even troubling you're me. You're calling them. You're calling them to actually. They're chilling. They're not. Sometimes it's... I'm like, the devil. Sometimes must be like, hey, I, didn't, I didn't do nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> That, that that structure there is just like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, bruh. It's, it's serious, but, you know, we, we, we're, we I guess, at our age, I'm sure everyone here is, I'm not going to say the age, but old enough. <laughs> but of age. We're, we're, of we're age. At the age, yeah, where um, we understand things a little different. I mean, having the internet and having technology and all that definitely plays a, a part in, um, I guess, in the, the, the mindset shift and just, um, the ability to know more, which allows yeah. us to be more and better. So, and guys, how do you feel your faith has helped you in the industry itself? Because it's like I said, when people think of music, they think devil land. Oh. So, how do you think your faith has like helped you, especially helped you become so successful um, in it? Because, like I said, you guys are still relatively young, and you lot have done huge amounts of things in that time period. To be honest, um, I think for me. I think one thing about us in this industry, which I'm realizing is we always get the compliment that we're different. Mm. There's just something about you guys that's different. Like your energy, your music is different. And obviously to us, we know what that is, our faith. Mm. You know, we, we, we are examples of, of him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And in the industry, that's how you have influence. Where when you come into a room and, you know, like we're in LA, you know, you, you come across people in sessions where, you know, they have may have drugs, alcohol, whatever. But when they're around us, there's just a feeling of, why do you guys move like that? And then mm. you start to explain, you start to explain that, yeah, because we're, we're God's children. What does that mean for people of the kingdom? What does that mean? Well, we're abide by these principles. So I think with our faith, um, our faith, our faith helps build the energy around us. You know, there's certain things that we carry, there's certain principles we carry, there's certain, you know, mantras we carry that you see around us when you're around us in the studio, when you have yeah. a conversation. Like, majority of our sessions are, like, literally conversations. Even before we get to music, we have conversations. We'll be speaking Miles Monroe, we'll be sending people links to Miles Monroe to the point where a week or so Mike later, Todd. they'll be like, yeah, Mike Todd, they, they will hear us yeah. there. Yo, that, that sermon you sent me was very powerful. I never thought of things like that. And a lot of the time, it's people's mindset that needs changing. People yeah. just need to see things differently. And majority of the time, it's the correct way. So our faith is kind of like our beacon to do that. Our faith allows us to confidently go into these rooms and confidently 
you know, make music that makes people go, ah, oh, I want to change my way of thinking, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's a day-to-day thing, you know, because we have to live it. We're living by it day-to-day. We're still practicing it ourselves, but um, it just, that, I feel like that's what makes us stand out, you know, um, that's what gives us the Sons of Sonics whole package, mm. you know, so, yeah. You guys have, you touched upon a few of my, spiritual fathers i suppose because they're the same people i do as well and i read like so i'm curious to know like for me there's one thing that i abide by that is always stuck in my head almost from like miles monroe he said to me like not even said to me directly but he's you know he went to my church we had a listen came on that was enough um but there was something that I was watching a sermon and he was just like, the objective is to die empty. And that's always Ooh. resonated with me. Like yeah. all mm. the time. Yes. Like, everything that you don't want to die, having being another person in the graveyard books that was yeah. written, all of that. Yeah. I want to know, is there something that resonates with you that somebody has said or something that you've read that just sticks with you no matter where you go? could be one or two things, but I know for me, that's the one thing that's always been in my head for the, the past 10, 10 years. Ooh, I know the sermon you're talking about with Miles. With the, I know what you know, one you're talking about. The, the one for me that stands out, he said something that literally shook, like he shook my whole world, which was before kingdoms change, men must change. Mm-hmm. And that, that had me like, what? <laughs> because, pardon? Because, pardon? because what? you got to understand that it's all fair and well to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to fulfill this vision and I'm going to do all of these amazing things. But are you yourself ready? Mm-hmm. You know, we have all our tables have been prepared for us. Like our lives have already been created. All the stuff we want to achieve has already been done. Right. But the problem is we are not ready for the table. And I feel like that, that quote there made me, force myself to change myself looking looking to myself and be like okay i want to be great but am i great now do i have the mindset to be able to handle that do i have the mindset to get to that point no i don't all right cool day-to-day work on yourself you know and i think that's what um has helped me like of recent to just kind of be focused and tunnel vision on what we're trying to achieve and it, it doesn't just affect me it affects more it affects the people that are gonna you know and be blessed by us of um, achieving this vision because it's bigger than me. Mm. It's bigger than music. It's bigger than my momentary feeling of, oh, yeah, like, okay, we've got a hit song. Okay. <laughs> That's wicked. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So knowing that and knowing that I have to change before I can get to that point, very, very important. Same with the story of the Israelites. Like, it takes you 40 days to go from Egypt to the promised land. Why did it take you 40 years? The mindset was years, you know? forty years. It took them forty. Like, like God purposely was like they're not ready. So keep wondering, keep walking <laughs> around. Everything like Man. he 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 parted the Red Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Me personally, as I did myself, <laughs> if I saw someone part the Red Sea, ah, hey, huh? fast. You know, sometimes you go to bed, and in the morning there'll be manna. There'll be manna. Do you understand? But your mindset still wasn't prepared. So for me, like I But said, imagine being that guy that actually was prepared. The only guy amongst yeah, all of them. Yeah, and you're not the best. Best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you look at yeah. everyone for kids? Just look at them like, is this <laughs> what you think? 
Are you, are you, are you, are you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, have you lost it? Yeah. And, and I mean, again, that's the thing. Mindset. We have to change our mindset. We have to change how we view things. We have to change our approach on things in order for us to achieve the things we want. So, yeah, to answer your question. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I completely get that. What about for you, Mo? Me? Uh, I think it's the same as what I said in a, a recent podcast I did a few weeks back, which is... Focus on the result, not the results. Yep. And the re- why that is so important for me, bless Mike Todd, right, um, is because I realized that we're all chasing this success thing, right? We all view success a specific way. Um, we all believe success is a destination that we get to. We all believe that um, success is having a certain amount of money, being a multi-million, whatever it is, right? I started realizing from an example that my trainer gave me. And he was just like, so I train every day, right? Up at 4.30 in the morning, train at 6. And when I started training with him a couple months ago, you know, he'd be like, all right, so this is the workout today, blah, 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 blah. Now, I'm already focusing on, damn, whew, 10 pull-ups, geez, 25, blah, 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 blah. I'm so focused on it. By the time I'm trying to do one, I'm nervous because I'm really <laughs> focusing on something that hasn't even, it hasn't, I haven't even done it yet. Have I done one? Yeah. I done one? Yeah. And I really feel like God was just like, son, I need you to just focus on being consistent. Mm. In everything you do, you see, I have already given you, I've already blessed you with all spiritual blessings. He said to Jeremiah, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. All right, cool. Basically telling me that before you knew me, everything was laid out. Uh, Another quote I'm going to throw in there. Dr. Mao said, our future is God's history. He's taken up where he's already been. He's already been there. He's already created. This has already happened. All right, so what do you want me to do? Just focus on doing the same thing. I don't know when it's going to happen. Like Mikey said, it's not if, it's when. Right, I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. So what you want me to do, Lord, is just wake up every day, go to the gym, train. I don't know when these changes in my body are going to come, but they will. But you just want me to wake up every day train, and be consistent. And when you're consistent, you realize that the process, like we've always said, becomes the main factor rather than being hench and taking pictures. It. Yeah, It's no. just rough. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying waking up at early in the morning and training it keeps my mind focused you know what i mean it sets me right for the day so the the resolve is way more important than the results because you only get results when you do what you're meant to do that's the idea when you use your time wisely results are going to happen dr mao said it he's just like time was created by god he wasn't it wasn't created uh for it to keep us bound it's a mm. guideline use it as a guideline and when you use your time wisely, change is inevitable. Yeah. Change has to happen when time is used wisely. Yep. So, and you use your time wisely when you do something consistently. You know what I'm trying to say? Focus. Yep. You focus. You wake up in the morning, you do this. You wake up, you do that, you do that, you do that. You don't even realize that by one o'clock in the afternoon, you've done all of this stuff in yeah. the morning. And you're like, I'm using my time wisely. Mm, by being consistent with what I've been given, with what I know I have to do every day. So the resolve, the, the, the constant pressure 
that you're putting um, on yourself is what's going to yield those results. And it's the journey that God wants us to really enjoy because that's where the growth happens. Yeah, 100%. Where the growth happens. The growth, you don't, the growth don't happen when you get there. You know what I'm trying to say? It's not you get this like, I'm like, oh, I've grown. You might still be a school. <laughs> <laughs> I've finished. I'm trying to... You know, we know yeah, people yeah. That, that, you know, get successful materialistically, get millions or whatever, and they're the most illiterate, dumbest, yeah. you get what I'm say. So you realise that that um, going through um, the, the, the hurdles, going over the hurdles is what develops your character. You know what I'm trying to say? You know what I mean? When you... Go off of blocks. The first, you're not gonna get to the end hurdle first, are you? Mm. Nope. You don't see. You don't see uh, uh, all these athletes thinking about. Ah, oh, yeah. You know, when I get to that, now they're just thinking about one hurdle at a time. Yeah. I've got over this one. I've got over that one. Before you know it, you've reached the finish line. You know what I mean? So yeah, for me, like that resolve has become so much more important because I know, I know he's already. I know it's already been done before I was even conceived. So yeah, that's crazy. We take every day as it comes, isn't it? Like he said, give us this day our daily, daily bread. We need daily. Jeez, you guys it's are preaching. The same bread from Monday <laughs> doesn't work for Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. Just throw that. Yeah. It's, it's daily. It's different bread. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually crazy you said that because patience has been one thing that I've been, hey. yeah, that God's really been talking to me about and. I think we live in a generation or the microwave generation where they want oh. everything so quick. Like they want quick money or, or they want to get fit quick. They want to lose yeah. weight quick. Yeah. What would you say or what advice would you give to people about being patient and, like I said, being consistent? Because everyone has to be patient, but the society that we live in, Instagram, social media, everything, is telling you, you can oh, get this now. I, made, I made a million in, in, in three days. Yeah. <laughs> I lost Just 10 trade. stones in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's all like how what advice would you give for people to be patient because like you said it's not the result it's the journey that you go on the person you become i think i've learned if you get it quick you can also lose it quick absolutely yeah. i've learned that great things take time you know and don't leave me no no for real um i think for us like we had to go through this journey like we had to do it year by year and year to get to this level of understanding, you know, and in this journey, it's made us better businessmen, it's made us better producers, it's made us better people. So we had to learn patience through life. And I, I think for the next generation who want to be, you know, these super producers and all these people that they look up to in a day, they did it in 20 years. They did it in 15 years, you know, and I think there comes a good level of lessons from the time and learning like even me like you said i'm learning patience myself like god i want to do this and do this he's like you can have it just not now mm. it's not the right time and god's time is the best time i can vouch for that i can guarantee that one <laughs> i can guarantee that sealed with approval you know what i mean and i think that's the most important um lesson from patience where if you're patient you'll get more than what you could fathom you know, because your mindset is only fixed on now and what you can see in the current state of time and the current state of the world and society. But when God's like, listen, I'm going to take my good time on you because I want you to be um, in the best position mindset-wise to handle it so you can keep it. Yeah. You know, like you, you gave an example of people that get millions quick. Like there's people that, for example, they win the lottery. 
And then you hear five years later or three years later that they lost it all. Why? Because it wasn't the right time. There's a very key um, importance between time and patience. You know, remember God controls time. So (laughs) knowing that, I'll rather be patient and be like, God, you give it to me at the right time. I'll be patient, you know, and and just enjoying the journey. Like you said, the journey is where you build your character and you learn your lessons so you can handle what what you wish for, so... Now, it's important that you mentioned a lot of these things because I think when you think of the verse where it says God only gives you things that you can handle, ah, but also man. everyone, if you think about it, people only think about it, but the negative, isn't it? But it's also oh, so, yeah, it's positive, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you might want 100 million, but God's like, if I give you that, that's going to destroy you. He can't give you 100 million if you can't manage <laughs> 100 pounds. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's true. He won't do that. Remember, God's our father, so he won't do anything or give you anything that's going to damage you. That won't be for your benefit. So, all this time we're praying, God, 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 I want a, you know, five million um, pound mansion, but you can't manage your flat. You can't. Your, <laughs> your, it's true. It's you can't. True, you're missing out bills and stuff. And God's like, I can't. You're not ready. It's crazy. Boy, I think there's there's so much to be said about, like, the teachings. I feel like I could have a conversation with you guys about Miles Marin all, all day. Like, I, I literally, I, I haven't met anybody else. That, club. Like, Listen, we, nah. that is our school. Fast, like yeah. I was like, oh, and he knew, and he knew. Listen, he, he knew. knew. He yeah. A week before, he was the like, interview before, man. Yeah. He said, "I'm ready to go. I've said everything I need that's to say. I I've said all my teachings." But, I was, but that's I was but that goes back to what you said initially, Tasha, which was you know dying empty. You yeah. know, when yeah. you get when you get to that piece where you're like, I've taken this journey called life and I've walked every day with God and I've done every single instruction and I've every idea and thought I've squeezed it out. I'm ready to go, man. Why am I, why am I, why am I still here? Bro, Jesus was on earth for 30 years for a three year mission. Yeah. 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 mission. No, my dad is, yeah. Three year mission. Get out of here. <laughs> and, and it's so funny you said that because I was listening to Miles Monroe again this morning and he spoke about why it took Jesus to get to when he was 30 to go get baptized because being a rabbi you have to be at least 30 mm-hmm. so even Jesus knew remember Jesus was the same Jesus when he was 12 in the, yeah. uh, he knew but he's, he, he had nothing changed but again patience timing everything has to be in line he came in did what he needs to do three years as soon as you've done your, what you need to do you go you've done so, your work that's it done your work if he was, it was what's his name Hezekiah Hezekiah Give me 15 extra years. He said, okay. Okay. And some of the worst kids. Birth some of the worst kids. Dan. That's our problem. That's our problem, man. Yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. I suppose that's where I think someone said something like, I don't know if it was Miles, but I feel like it was somebody, either TDJs or someone that, if you don't understand the operation of the the function of the thing abuse is inevitable so if you don't understand 100%. what it is that that function is supposed to do i.e what you're meant to do as a man and how you're yes. supposed to be or how you're meant to be as a woman or all these different facets if you don't understand its function and its innate creation and what it was functioned to do abuse is inevitable so 100%. ultimately we're here for borrowed time to be able to Oof. give everything that we can possibly give to this world that will leave, God willing, an uh, impact that will help the next generation or like lead somebody else to, to Christ, ultimately. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the goal. Well said. The, thing said. the value of life isn't in its duration. duration. Yeah. Like,
Yeah. I'm trying to say it's about, it's not how long you live, it's how, how you live. Yeah. In, out, do what you need to do, keep it moving. And I feel like you guys are really like a testament to that because you're actually, I can actually see it through the screen as much as I haven't met you guys physically mm. I can just tell what did you do lay too long but, but they're really sending me signs no that's the problem start with David but um, now you guys have been like it's been refreshing to hear like your standpoints on so many like principles and godly principles and how you just navigate the industry just being authentically and unapologetically Christian in your being or even just men of God as opposed to Christian because I'm not even going to call it like Don't put it into that use that stuff. no 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 no, no, no. I, 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 I'm joking I'm using <laughs> I did no. my game for this no 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 I'm a Christian is it yes yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. my face is already like is it alright okay. okay which is why I had to change it up I said men of God you know like it's a whole Listen. it's a whole different yeah. dynamic yeah. because I feel kingdom like citizen, exactly. kingdom citizen kingdom yeah. citizen that's what it's about and I feel like there's so many people that would hide behind uh I suppose a label as such and not live it whereas you guys are living it and walking it and showing it and it's only when you have that conversation that people really delve deep and be like yo these these guys really are about it like they're living what they're saying and they're doing Mm -hmm. what they mean and we're real man we're real we're not don't think we're you think we're holier than thou no we're real people man and we're just only telling you what we're learning on a day-to-day basis and the things that we've learned that help us is better for us to share you know we're, we're, we're born to learn and give you know that, so david's perfect david's yeah he's like he's in w. awe <laughs> he's, he's like i knew my guys but i know my, my guy, guys <laughs> i like you learn something new all the time bro, bro. Oh, but you know what's deep now yeah i think what's deep what's deep now is like whenever i watch anything any and i could watch i could watch anything and there could just be one thing in that movie, yeah, right. Stands out, and, it, yeah. and it, they will just say one thing, and I'm like, rattled. What? The rest yeah. of the movie does I don't even care. It's just that thing. Yeah. What was I watching the other day? What was I watching? I think I was watching Moesha. Don't ask me why. But yeah, I was watching something the other day, right? And this. Moesha. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have Moesha. Oh, you lot don't have it? Oh, uh, nice. My people are suffering. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too No, I was meant to be on Netflix. No, we've got Netflix, Netflix over here. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. But, um, but I was watching something anyway, and there was something that, that was said that I was like, I had to write it down, but it was like, besides, besides some of the best things in life are total mistakes. Mm-hmm. And man, like, I think it took me on a whirlwind of just like everything that I've been through yeah. that felt like a mistake, but was the best. It, it, it had to happen. It needed to happen that way, either to get my attention hmm. or to, you know what I mean? To just, you know, make me learn. Whatever it is, it was so beneficial. And it was just like, man, like, God, like, you're awesome. Like, you know, you said you'll use the foolishness of the world to confirm the why. So everything that I feel like I've been condemned or, you know, thrown out or whatever, whatever, is just leading up to a beautiful service. Mm. You know what I mean? Turning the mess into messages. It's just like, ha, ah, all right, I get you. I feel you. You know what I mean? It's 
I think being so aware of certain things now just allow me to just be watching something random and they will say something and I'll be like, excuse me, my what? spiritual senses are tingling. What? <laughs> like, it's crazy. You know what I'm trying to say and um, um, this walk um, requires us to constantly be in tune, man. And that's why revelations and things can just come from mm. the open. The weirdest places, the weirdest places. You know what's weird? When you've said something in the past and then you read it like 10 years later, you're like, yo, that was me? Yeah. I said, yeah. I was wise. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're like you me? That's a bad man. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, man. Um, it's, uh, man, this, this, this Christian life is an interesting one. And I, and I don't want to, and I hate calling it that because it's a kingdom walk. It is. You know? It's a real, it's a real uh, battle between what you think you know and what really is. You know, what I'm trying to say that battle there is like, ah, I thought I knew this. Nah, that's not bro. what it is, bro. <laughs> Damn, I know nothing, man. That's it. Nah, bro. <laughs> it ain't that, bro. You know, what I'm trying to say. So, man, it's it's a it's a constant fight, man. But that's why he gave us his Holy Spirit. Come so. on. Well, with that in mind, guys, thank you so much for your time today Thanks and giving having. us and our really audience really. these nuggets, these gems. Like, I feel like they're so. I'm, I need to go back and listen to this whole episode again <laughs> myself to be like. <laughs> yeah, send it. I'm going to take notes on our own notes. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll take notes on our own notes. <laughs> Forever learning, man. Forever learning. I hear that. Now we appreciate the opportunity, man. We. We, we relish in moments where we're able to give back in whatever way possible, um, you know, um, knowledge especially, you know, knowledge is, is bigger than any amount of money you can give someone, you know, yeah. rather than giving someone a million, show them how to make a million, that's knowledge. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you guys, you know, David, especially, and Tasha, you know, meeting you for the first mm-hmm. time, the opportunity and, you know, maybe once again, you may do another one like this. Or even if it's not another one, just, you know, casual one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Call me. It's needed. It's, it's definitely yeah. needed. Iron sharpens iron. I'm involved now. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's part of the time now. So just to like give our audience, um, I suppose, like your final, like, I suppose your nugget, something that they could go back and say, this this might be of use to me in terms to help them on their journey to get to a place of realisation, whether that be listening to a sermon. I'm sure many people are going to now go and Google Miles Monroe sermons in YouTube. Mike Todd, all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them. (laughs) Or even books that have changed your way of thinking. Because I feel like when you, they always say something, renewing the mind always helps. Uh, a book for me would be Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Definitely a book that has changed my mindset on who and what the devil is. And you, when you read the book, you know, you gain more confidence in I, I just don't need to pay you any attention. Have you, have you read it? Have you read it, Tasha? Which one? Outwitting the Devil. No, I haven't. So no, I'm I actually haven't. Oh, my by Napoleon Hill. And I'll say, get the audio book. If you can, get the audio book. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Let me change your nah, whole gonna... view. Huh? I'm going to write that down because I'm actually going to... No, no, no. Outwitting the devil. devil. On everything... on uh, no, Probably on one of the best books I've read in my life. God sees me. He, when you read that book, you are going to look... You're going to look at certain things and think... Uh, I've done this. Man. Ah. So basically, I'm going to go back to my, my mom and my dad and be like... Yes. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100
percent. Hundred percent. That book? No, that book. Imagine, imagine hearing sir. Imagine the devil telling you what you shouldn't, what you should do to avoid. What you should do to avoid him. That's what basically. Think of that. about. This isn't God telling you this. this That's is what I'm saying. Thing. It's the other view now. It, it's 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 the, it's the, the, the devil telling you like, like how he how he strengths his tools, who he targets. You know what I'm saying? And it makes you go, wow. This wow. is the devil. This is Not, the devil talking. This is the devil saying, if you want to avoid me, if you want to be a drifter, do this. Do this. Control <laughs> your time. Control your mind. Uh, it says everything. So wow. definitely a, a must read for anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yep. Listen, I'm going to... Oh, I'm definitely going to buy that. <laughs> yeah. If you could Listen. buy two copies, that would be great, David. Um, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Say, you, know, you know my address. Just send that. Sales manager. <laughs> no, that book. No, that book is yeah, different. That book is different crazy, crazy. Yeah. Like man, what? Mm-hmm. No, no, that book. No, I don't think you understand. I, I, I still go back to certain. I have, I have to, I'm going to my second read again. I'm going, I'm going back yeah. to certain parts, and I'm like, yeah. you actually like it tells you how you should bring up kids. The devil's yeah. telling you. He's telling how you. Kids, how to raise your family so that he doesn't have control. I said, Oh, powerful. Anyway, let me know. Uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, definitely. It, no, it's an amazing book. Amazing. It's an amazing book from start to finish. That book is very, very so great. relevant to today's times and was written, and it was in, the written in the 1930s. 1930s. There you go, written in the 1930s. That's how you know. That's how you know. Nothing is new under the sun. This is it. This is it. Now, here's what's even, even more crazier. The devil says to Napoleon Hill, he was just like, I don't want, I don't want to say all of these things because I know that you're going to use it to help these people. The next generation. What you do is I'm going to create things to stop this coming out. This book only got published in 2011. Uh, um, yeah, 11, yeah, 11, yeah. Huh? was written in 1930, all published 2011. The families were like, no, we don't want to release it because... You know, you know, it's the gonna tarnish the name, the Christian name, the society. Yeah. Bro, the anyway, the that generation died. The next generation, uh, whatever, I think the new generation, the family were like, uh uh-huh, the people do it. Yeah, it needs yeah. to come out, mate. It needs to come out. So Powerful imagine book. delayed for that long to only be re- relevant now. Well, I wasn't thought about. I didn't come until fifty years later, just yeah. so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't arrive here and yeah. the book is still touching me, like doing yeah. I'm going to read it today, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go on the right. there. Powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. Oh, crazy. No, I'm definitely going to pick that up. Well, David's going to pick it up. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Shine your light, my brother. Yeah. Okay. Shine your light. <laughs> it's a team. It's a team. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But no, thank you so much, guys. Um, and just so that we... um. Whatever you have coming up next, I'm sure that God is going to do far and beyond your own expectations. So thank you for being a blessing to us, not only to us, but to our audience. And yeah, keep shining your light.